Have you ever noticed how one minute it feels like you're on top of the world and you're super confident and then the next you're just bubbling over with self-doubt and being self-critical? A few things contribute to this and definitely getting older is one of those things. But as the years are ticking by, it doesn't mean you have to start fading off into the sunset. You can get that confidence back. That's what we're going to talk about today. Hey friends, welcome to That Was Then, This Is You, where women in midlife share stories, build confidence, and upgrade their style. Here's today's episode. Hi friends, welcome to That Was Then, This Is You. This is Mary, your host for today and always. Today we're going to talk about confidence and how the lack of self-confidence does seem to rear its head a lot in middle age. And as I have talked to a few women, it seems like they don't necessarily know that it's confidence that they're lacking, but they know that they have these certain feelings and they know they need them to change. But it's actually confidence. It all boils down to that. And as we have talked before, confidence is not something that you can just wait to have that feeling of. You, you just cannot do that. It is a result. It is a result of things that you do, what your, what your body does, what your environment has around it, the things that you have succeeded at, failed at, uh, tried, whatever you first have to make some moves of some kind in order for confidence to appear. You can't just wait for it to happen. So that said, um, it's pretty unpredictable. You know, there are times that you do feel pretty good and you're feeling like, I'm, I feel like, you know, my confidence level is about an eight. Um, but during those times when you are feeling a little down in the dumps, I just wanted to go over a few things that would be some easy fixes that could help you just jumpstart that feeling. So the first thing I want to talk about is wearing the clothes that you like in the colors that you love. A lot of times at this point, I can speak for myself, um, my closet is pretty neutral. it has probably two-thirds of the things in there are ready to be taken to Goodwill. I wear the same, you know, things pretty much on a cycle uh, all the time. <laughs> so, and I think that that's pretty common. But that is a driver of our confidence. When we walk out the door in the morning and we're wearing the same outfit that we always wear or the same combination of outfits and people see us you know it doesn't feel great so even little tweaks and take it slow because you'll need to take it slow but little tweaks in your wardrobe think about colors that you love think about clothes that feel great on you and that are comfortable and that you don't have to you know cover wear a long shirt because you don't like the way your butt looks in those pants, like things have to fit well, take your time, you know, spend a day and just get a few really good things that make you feel great. And then donate the rest. 
because we know that when we are wearing clothes that feel great and we're comfortable, you know that we walk a little bit taller. And then that action in and of itself, walking taller, actually triggers that feeling that you own the room, which is confidence just bubbling over, right? And people just think you look amazing. So definitely take a look at your closet and spend a little time in there. Get rid of some stuff that is just worn out. And I don't mean actually worn out, but just you have worn it to death. You know, <laughs> we, we deserve better right now. And this isn't, a, you know, a call to action to go spend $5,000 on a new wardrobe. No, just take it one piece at a time. If you need a pair of dress pants, take a day and, and find two pair of dress pants that you absolutely love, that you absolutely love. And it might take a while. You can't, this is like not a time when you can just go in and not try things on, which I do all the time. That doesn't work. You had to really spend some time and do this because it'll be worth it. I am guilty of not going places. In other words, saying no to plans because I don't feel like I have the right outfit to wear sometimes. And I just don't want to go get it or I don't want to try to make this look right when I know it doesn't, I don't feel right in it. And so I know that that actually is a driver of my activity. Imagine if you always knew that you had an awesome new outfit, you would just say yes to everything because you have the outfit ready and you know that you're going to be a boss in it and it's going to feel great. So definitely take a look at that closet. If you are like me and you wear a lot of neutrals, it might be time to pop a little fun color in there. The second thing is to do the same thing in your home. Your home has probably been the same for a decade or two. And that doesn't mean it's not beautiful because it probably is. But I did home makeovers freelance for over 20 years. And I can tell you, I've seen a lot of things. And one of the most anxiety inducing things that I saw would just be the lack of clear space. So uh, in other words, a lot of clutter everywhere. And then also boredom. You know, they're just, it's, it's boring. There's stuff everywhere. Things are the same. Things haven't changed. We have accumulated way too much stuff. And sometimes it's just time to take it a room at a time and start clearing some space. Clear some space. We don't need everything we've ever been given out. We don't need everything we got on a vacation out. We also don't need every photo out, you know? We have to just rotate those because honestly, the inability for our, our eyes to find a place to rest makes our mind not rest. So we're not resting. So your home needs to really reflect a, sort of a sanctuary space for you. It's where you are all of the time when you're not somewhere else. And so spending a little bit of time really looking around, taking the clutter away looking at things that don't really serve who you are now they're not a reflection of who you are now they might have been perfect 10 years ago or 15 years ago but no one says you have to keep that stuff 
And when you keep things that are 10, 15 years old, then you feel stuck there. You are not even giving yourself the opportunity to take a new leap into a new chapter. And this midlife is a new season. And the season that you were in when you may have purchased the sofa and all the things that are around your home, that was a certain season. And you chose those items for the reasons that were the reasons at the time. But now you're in a different place. And so now you can really think about yourself. What do you like? Where's your spot to sit? Is the lighting right? Do I even like this color? What is, what is this vase? I don't even like this vase. You know, you can walk around and really take stock of what you have and do a good assessment of what is past you and box it up. And I'm not saying you have to get rid of it, but definitely box it up and give yourself sort of a clean slate to work on. And that will open up your creative juices to say like, okay, so here, here's my couch. There's no pillows on it. None of the end tables have anything. What do I want? What do I like? What would I like to have here right next to me? When you do that in each room of your house, it feels like a different place and it inspires you to feel creativity and happy and peace. You want to meditate. It's hard to meditate. You know, you hear all about that, meditating and having your own time. It's hard to do that when there's clutter everywhere and in the back of your mind, all you're thinking of is every overfilled drawer and closet isn't it? It's hard to relax when you know that that's all happening. So it's definitely worth taking some time to get that all squared away, cleaned up, start one room at a time and just take care of it. Just upgrade your home surroundings. That's so important. The next thing is to stop negative self-talk. And I'm going to combine this with caring about what other people think so when we have a poor uh, self-image or we have self-doubt about things uh, that we are who we are what our capabilities are um, how we look how we look now compared to how we used to look we have a lot of negative self-talk around many things that we do in our lives and when you're like me and you have four daughters, it's the worst thing you can do, right? Because you're just setting a, a, an example and I'm not proud of it, I, I've done that. And it's very deliberate. Now I have to be so careful because goodness, I don't want them hearing me say those things about myself because I think about how would that feel if I thought that somebody were saying that to them? And they're literally hearing me say that and looking at me, you know, they've been doing it for years. It's much better now. But they're looking at me and it, it feels bad. I can imagine that it feels bad to a kid, you know. I mean, they're all grown now, but at the time. So this, this is a negative self-talk. It's just toxic. It's toxic. And if you think that you're not listening, well, you're wrong. You're definitely listening. And when that soundtrack is in there, it's making a groove, 
and a groove is a rut and pretty soon that is the way you think all the time pretty soon you look in the mirror and you know that you don't look good in that outfit you're just sure of it because you've told yourself so many times so that but also in combination with that is caring about what other people think and to me this has become worse for women in midlife because of dare I say it Facebook I think this makes it really hard I think that when Facebook came out it was almost like a race to see who had the most awesome husband family kids life vacations I mean dinners right we were just we were happy to be able to share and I don't think the intention was bad but human nature is just you look at something like that of your acquaintances and of course you're gonna think wow they really have it all together right and so either you start to have the self-doubt or you're the person that's being looked at and you have a standard set upon you an expectation based on the images and the story you have told on social media and sometimes that gets so far gone that you can't imagine how you're going to unwind what you have said up until this point it's hard it's like you've made a big fuss about your life and who you are and your accomplishments and all of the things that you do what if tomorrow you just decided you're going to just chuck it all and just move away and just have a very simple life doesn't that almost feel like well how am I going to how am I going to answer that how am I going to live up to what are those people going to think they're going to be like what happened to her she went crazy where where's that other person and when you have a reputation that you this is on you right you create a persona a label and you are branded in a certain way then you are unconsciously living up to something all the time and so when you get the positive feedback it's feeding you know that positive reinforcement of that so it makes you happy and you just keep going because it's a it's an endorphin rush when you get those little likes and and the comments oh your kids are so gorgeous oh my gosh that looks like such a beautiful dinner how do you do it all this stuff you're just getting pumped up and how can that not feel great but the problem is there's a real you in there that might actually be thinking about something else but you're so distracted and you are so consumed with that label that it's really hard to deviate from that because like I said it kind of is a rush and so we already have a big enough problem thinking about our committee which is the people around us that have a lot of opinions about what we're going to do and so we always feel like they jump into our mind first you know when we're thinking about doing something kind of off brand you know we're always thinking oh my gosh what's my mom gonna say my brother my sister like you know we already have that going on anyway but just 
it's compounded now with social media and the idea that we've created through our own doing, not because we did anything wrong, but just through our own doing, we created this life. We created an idea of who we are and we were just fine creating that idea. We liked it. But here you are, now you're in midlife and you kind of owe yourself the opportunity to be free to go in any direction that you want. And sometimes if you have worked on that really hard, on that image, on that persona, if if you are tied to Facebook, I'm not, but if I know a lot of friends and family members that are, they're literally looking at the comments every second and they get their notifications. It's just it's just a buzz. And if you have that, it's really hard to break away from it. My advice is cold turkey, like everything, like unless it's like medicine or something, but um, it's hard. I, I can see how it would be just when I was starting my businesses and I had to use any kind of social media. I was obsessed on it for a while and trying to figure out, you know, what to do next and how to connect with that person and how could I comment. Like, it's crazy. It's an entirely different world. But in the sense of the persona that you create on social media of yourself that now people know you as, believe me, you don't realize it, but you are, you, you don't realize that you're creating an image and you kind of want to live up to that image. You just have to in your mind. You feel like you have to because you, you've done all this. It's almost like, you know, saying that you are all that, right? You, you, you're super successful and you're bragging about something that happened and then people will naturally want to follow up, right? And let's say that the thing didn't work out. Now you just have that feeling in the pit of your stomach like, oh my gosh, I just told my whole network of people about this thing and now what what am I going to do? What am I going to say? So it definitely has an impact and it doesn't really leave you open to feel free because it is actually a label that you have on yourself as if we don't have enough of those. You're already somebody's wife, mom, sister, daughter, uh, director, boss, manager, owner. Like you are already all of those things, right? Now on top of it, you have this to live up to. And so it doesn't really free you up much space to be something that you really want to do for yourself. Like how are you going to label yourself? for midlife so getting rid of that mindset of having too much pressure put on you by others outside you know opinion um, anything that creates self-doubt in you getting rid of all that will definitely up your confidence game and then the final thing is just try to conquer a fear or two that you have Um, these could go back decades of a fear that you just have never really resolved couldn't really ever define why you had it you don't know but for some reason you have a fear and it doesn't have to be something like heights but let's just say there's a thing that you wouldn't normally do 
I have a friend that she will go eat a steak dinner and a martini, a dirty martini, at the bar of a nice restaurant. Now, that's not crazy. But I look at that and I think, I could never do that. And then I'm like, why could I never do that? Well, then you start to think of all those things, right? Well, what if what if this person saw me? What does that look like? How, how, does, how do I explain that? You know, that's the kind of stuff we do. So if you can pick out a couple things like that, and don't go crazy with this because it's hard. It's harder than you think. But just pick out a couple things that not necessarily, like I said, fear, like that phobia kind of fear, but just things that you haven't really felt comfortable doing in your life for whatever reason, and there are a million reasons, that now you want to take a chance. And when you take some action and you go ahead and take the shot, you're going to feel confident. It's the fear of taking the shot or making the move or making the decision that is worse. It's what keeps us in one place. It, it's what gives us anxiety. But once we do it, we are on the other side of it, no matter what the outcome was. And we feel proud because now that's over. You'll never have to say, I could never do that again. So I want you to be brave. And when you take action, you beautify yourself, your environment, take some chances, don't have other people's voices in your heads, you can actually make a huge difference in your confidence. Well, that is a wrap for today, people. And I am so glad you were here. And I will see you next time.